acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And I'm Ben Bolin, a video writer here, also at the same website. And uh, I don't know, Scott, I was thinking maybe we could talk about some high-speed stuff today. Sounds good. How about high-speed pumpkins? High-speed pumpkins, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've seen me on stuff, and you've raised yeah. me, yeah. pumpkins. Yeah, um, <clears throat> as you know, if you listen to our podcast or uh, some other podcasts in the fine How Stuff Works family, uh, you'll know that we have been asked to tell you about Pumpkin Chunkin'. Yeah, that's right. Pumpkin Chunkin', or Pumpkin Chunkin', as they call it. Yes. Um, there's actually a couple of shows that are coming on. I, th- I believe it's on the um, evening of November 26th. Is yes, that right? Sir. And um, there's two shows, really. The Road to Pumpkin Chunkin', which is at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And then Pumpkin Chunkin' itself, which is at 9 p.m. And so, I guess... That's Thanksgiving night, right? Yeah. On the Science Channel. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's going to be worthwhile, something to watch, because uh, they got some pretty cool pumpkin mm-hmm. chunkers on there. I've, I've looked at the site and seen a few of the uh, the devices, and they can really throw them. There you are, pleasantly full of turkey, <laughs> or, you know, your, your favorite turkey substitute. Um, you know, people do different things. Yeah. And, you know, sit down, relax, take a load off. You probably won't want to run to a pumpkin catapult yourself. But you'll enjoy watching it. Maybe. It kind of makes me want to. I mean, throwing yeah. a pumpkin nearly a mile, that's pretty awesome. Is it nearly a mile? Uh, yeah, that's kind of the record now is nearly a mile. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of into that, too. It's amazing. Maybe we should do something about catapults. They're Ma- fast. Maybe. But today, we should do something a little different. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Something exciting? Something something fast or something different? <clears throat> let's let's do let's do you know what let's do something i'm going to test your skills here a little scott let's do something that i have never heard of ah then i've got the perfect thing okay jim Kana. was that some sort of barbecue no <laughs> no, no it's not jim Kana is a uh it's very laid out very very precise very precision sport um 
it kind of redundant there, but it's 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 all about control, car control in this case. And speed is of course important, but um, really what's important in this sport is um, a good memory, mm-hmm. mental acuity, I guess, when you're on the course. And you'll find out why in a moment. And um, just again, car control, just precision is you have to be just deadly accurate in this sport. Now, Jim Connor, is this a U.S. thing? It is. Uh, it's a worldwide thing, really. Okay. Um, it's it's all over the place, but um, kind of. There's a little bit of a, uh, a dispute as to where. Not really a dispute, but uh, some question as to where the automotive version of Jim Connor originated. Okay. Um, and I say automotive version because um, the the roots of this sport come from centuries ago. Oh, you know, I love I love the history. Do we have <laughs> it's, some history? It's it's not uh, it's not Da Vinci. Oh, not Da Vinci. Okay. No, no, <laughs> right. like everything else is. He can't do everything. He didn't he didn't invent Jim Connor, but um, actually, it comes from uh, the days of Genghis Khan, um, the the horseman of Genghis Khan, and um, it's it's skill events, equestrian events. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys were at full gallop, and they had to pick up flags that were on the ground. They had to um, you know turn and do different. Um, maneuvering with their horses um, just in unbelievable ways in this unbelievable manner that uh, it showed their, their horsemanship, their skill I on see. horseback. So it was and, more um, about maneuvering the horse for control than it was about a straight-on gallop race. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, modern-day um, barrel racing? Yes. Horse barrel racing. Yes. Same idea in that um, you know the horse rides just full speed right at a barrel, does a tight, tight turn around that barrel, and there's mm-hmm. a pattern, kind of a cloverleaf pattern that it runs. And um, the same idea with Jim Conacourse for automobiles, in that um, you know it's not set up like a like a normal bra- normal race course would be, uh, where you know there's it's always forward motion. You know you're just finding the the smoothest, simplest, fastest way through the track. You're still doing that, but you're you're incorporating a lot of different aspects of um, of car control. You're you're you're, you're incorporating um, acceleration, braking, uh, drifting, like 180 degree turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, 360 degree turns, uh, even parking boxes, uh, figure eights. You're just, it's just all kinds of uh, maneuvers and, and and things that you typically wouldn't find in another type of auto racing. You know what this reminds me of? Now that we're talking about it, it reminds me of the earlier podcast we did on precision drivers. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like that. The the thing about precision drivers is they're often um, they're often used to weave in and out of traffic. They're often um, they're often you know the ones that slide into a parking spot in a crowded yeah. downtown area. Same idea, only you're doing it in a in a safer scenario, I guess. With uh, I say safer because that's usually on a movie set or something like that. Right. But safer, safer is what I'm what I mean by that is that you're in a parking lot and the, the only thing that you're going to hit really is a is a parking cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it so it's not you know an, an immovable object that you're sliding against or into. Uh, you're sliding into a cone. So if you if you make a mistake, it's a little bit more forgiving than say hitting a wall or hitting a light post. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to set them up away from that or so that you're not angled towards that. But really, this is a parking lot event. You know, flat flat pavement typically, um, maybe nine or ten cones at the most. Um, that's okay. that's the layout of this thing. But the the courses are really complex. They're really um, they're really intricate. They're really detailed. And that you know you run, let's say the accelerate out of the gate. You have to run a slalom in a certain direction. You have to you know approach the first cone from the left, say. Okay. And you do the slalom, and you come back through the slalom the opposite direction. Then you cut all the way across the course and hit the cone. You know, do a uh, 180 degree turn around a cone, come back, slide into a parking box, which is just like a um, you know a, a parking spot would be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Accelerate out of that. Make sure that you hit the marks in that. You have to be completely in there. 
Make sure you don't hit any cones along the way. Then you have to accelerate out of that and go you know, through the slalom again the opposite direction, but you have to remember which is the opposite direction. And then, again, cut across the course the track. Um, it's just that's, a, that's just an example of some of the things that they can do. Um, it's really, really complex, and, and the biggest part of this is just being able to memorize that course because if you go off course, you're going you're gonna to suffer penalties, you're going to hit cones, you're going to have a, uh, a sloppy run. So the most important part is memorization. i got to let you know, um, for having my first Gymkhana lesson, right now it sounds like the driving test from hell. It does, yeah. It's very difficult. It's just the... the the weaving in and out, the high-speed parallel yeah. parking. But, the, but the, the thing about this is that, and, and this goes back to the history of the event, and, mm-hmm. and what a lot of people say is the beginning of the automotive part of this. Remember we talked about the horses yes. earlier? The beginning of the automotive, uh, I guess, um, or not origin, uh, generation of this would be sure. um, when, and this is the common belief, is that in the United States, it, now this comes from the United States, really. Oh, cool, okay. Um in the United States, when, when the soldiers returned from World War II, they came back from Europe and they had uh, these these new, smaller sports cars that were kind of popular over there. They were, you know, they were they were had cars like um, um, like the the Triumph or the MG or the Mini or even the Fiat, and they found that these cars were were really nimble. They weren't, you know, flat out fast. They were they right. were quick and they were nimble, and they had a they had a way to um, uh, to to kind of not test them, but um, the, the course that this would be better suited for would be something like a Gymkhana course where, you know, dexterity and, and nimbleness of the car would be um, be able to take advantage of that course. Um, unlike, you know, like the big powerful cars, you know, that we're typically think of as race cars mm-hmm. where they can take advantage of a long straight on a, on a racetrack, um, cars like this may or may not be able to do that. Sure, they're quick and they're fast, but um, where, where they really stand out is in the handling. Um, so, so the origin of this comes from these these small European cars that came back with the soldiers, mm-hmm. and um, you know they quickly found a way to take advantage of that, um, and then it just kind of spread from there. Um, now today, Japan is really the only country that has a uh, a distinct Gymkhana racing um, group or or uh, sanctioning body, which okay. is um, and it's a uh, it's sanctioned by the French FIA actually, oh. um, which is kind of strange. The Japan Auto Federation. Um, is sanctioned by the French FIA, so strange. But um, they're really the only ones that have right now a, uh, a an official sanctioning body. We, there are events here in the United States still. Okay. In the UK, it's very popular. Ireland, um, areas like that. I've seen um, some fantastic online videos of some examples of uh, of cars in in Gymkhana events in the UK, mm-hmm. and they often use reverse as well during their events, which is not all that common here in the United States, I guess. Because that would be, I mean, that's an order of magnitude more difficult, right? It is, yeah. I mean, if you watch online, there's um, there's some great YouTube videos of, of cars. I blogged about this recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two links to videos that are that are just, I think they're pretty exceptional examples mm-hmm. of Gymkhana racing. Um, one is a mini that's that's going through a course that's extremely tight course. You wouldn't believe the handling of this thing. And then at the end, the uh, the brakes are so strong that the back end lifts up in the air. <laughs> um, it's really these. They're really powerful. They're mm-hmm. really strong in every way. Um, starting, acceleration, handling, braking, um, unbelievable cars. And then there's a, a Lotus Seven, which is when you see if you go to the blog and you look at this. Mm-hmm. And I think the title of the post, just so that you can quickly find it. Um, I could send you to YouTube, but I forget what it was called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the blog post is I think it's the strongest brakes you'll ever see on a Mini Cooper. I think is what it's called. 
Um, at the end of that, there's a link to an, a Lotus 7 um, in a Gymkhana course, on a Gymkhana course, that uh, you won't believe what you see this guy do with this car in this course. He's, he's remarkable, uh, the, the skill and just the, uh, the control involved in this. Is there any kind of uh, world championship? That you know what honestly I don't know if there is a okay. world championship. I would guess that if there is a, a sanctioning body in Japan, that right. they probably have a championship there. Okay. Here I'm sure that there's plenty of local events, and I bet mm. there's some type of structure because it's a timed event. It's not a uh, race that's run against anybody else. Right. You it's like Pikes Peak. It's it's one car at a time. That, that's right. Yeah. It's a perfect example. It's a it's a timed event. It's from your start to your finish, mm. and you get two runs. And I I think it's the better of the times that that is scored for you. Sometimes they'll have two cars running side by side. They start side by side. When one car turns right, the other one turns left. It's a it's a mirror image course of of the other one. So you can see who matches up where because when they finish, they should finish at the exact same time if they've done the exact same thing. But again, you're just competing against yourself and the t- and the clock. That would be really interesting to see, but mm-hmm. I would not want to drive that course. No, no it's, you wouldn't do it. I, you know what? I, I would like to, but I, I know that I would go off course, and I, I think that even seasoned pros go off course in this a lot. It's, it's not that uncommon. I've just if, um, if we could describe for the listeners the way the racetrack looks, the way the because Scott here has a, a course map. Uh, you've probably seen the Family Circus comic comic series yeah. where uh you know every so often they'll have a traced out map of the entire neighborhood and the crazy things that the children have done walking around <laughs> yeah i know what you mean like hop the fence climb yeah. the tree yeah. go to the neighbors yeah i know walk in a circle around the dog house yeah. or something that's what this looks like yeah it's it's pretty nuts it looks like a, a big piece of string mm-hmm. kind of just tangled up it's a it's a big knot um but really once once the driver gets to know that course and, and oftentimes mm-hmm. actually every time um, after registration, the drivers um, often walk the course just to uh, to visualize what they're going to do in the car. And it's not a requirement that the course changes every time either. So um, oh, I guess I they, can, they can have the same course time and time again. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to minimize, you're trying to perfect your, uh, your technique. You're trying to um, um, reduce your time. You're always trying to go for that, you know, half a second less or whatever it would be. That's intense. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's... It's got to be difficult mentally to get through this race, and and at the same time, pay attention to what you're doing, um, you know, physically, and that you know, trying to make that car do what you want it to do. Well, touche, Mr. Benjamin. It appears that when I did ask you for something I had not heard of, you uh, <laughs> more than exceeded my expectations. I think we'll come up with some more here and there, uh, maybe through the year. That's we'll true. That's true. We'll, well see. Well, now through the year is not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're I didn't right. think about I'm that. not promising much, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, well, what you know what would be awesome is if we heard from listeners who are familiar with or maybe even involved with Gymkhana. I would I would love to hear from listeners yeah. that are involved in Gymkhana because uh, this, this series to me has great interest. I think mm-hmm. I think it's really, really cool to watch, and uh, I, I, I can't tear myself away from the videos when I'm watching them. Yeah. I would love to attend an event in person. So oh, wouldn't that be cool? If there's one in the area, I'm definitely going to yeah. seek it out. Maybe we could get the powers that be to send us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But also, uh, you know, to, to even take it up a notch past that, uh, listeners, uh, any of you guys or gals out there involved with uh, racing, we love to hear about it. As you can tell, we like things that go fast. That grammar was a little messed up. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right? That's okay. We do. Well, I guess that wraps it up for us today. Um, Scott... 
again, hats off to you, man. I wish I had, I'm going to start wearing a hat to the studio <laughs> so I could do this. Uh, and to everybody else, uh, thanks for tuning in. Please stay tuned and please remember to check out Scott's excellent blog. And uh, while you're at the internet, why not send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.